1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Hello and welcome to the No Name Never podcast. This is the preview show and Burnley are back in action. After the international break, the Clarets have had a chance to regroup put out a job advertisement for a drummer and put their focus back on getting their Premier League campaign back underway. This is the start of the second set of fixtures for the Clarets, where the next six look noticeably easier than the first six. Is this the start of the season for the Clarets? Are these the games where we're going to be able to get a Good judgment of where this team are likely to end up at the end of the season and what is their mental state like. In a week dominated by some criticism of the fans for a very flat Turf Moor and plans by the club to raise the roof, our stance is very easy. Get these players back to winning ways and Turf Moor will raise itself. We are here with a preview show for Brentford Game. Let's go. <laughs>
3: Here is our summary of past away league matches at Brantford. The 2023-24 season is the 14th campaign where Burnley and Brentford have been in the same league and just a second in the top flight following the 2021-22 season. Burnley have picked up three away wins, four draws as well as six defeats and the goals tally stands at 14 for the Clarets and 21 for the Bees. Despite the defeat last time out on our first and only trip to Brentford's community stadium, We had won three of our four previous league visits to their previous ground, Griffin Park, between 1997
4: and 2016. Throughout this season, we're casting our minds back to a couple of memorable matches from the past in a feature we're calling One to Remember and One to Forget. Burnley fans may well remember our away match against Brentford in the 2015-16 promotion season. This took place on a Friday evening in mid-January 2016 and was televised live on SCARE. The first 45 minutes saw a quite stunning performance with goals from Scott Arfield, a Joy Barton free kick and a third from George Boyd. We didn't quite keep up the momentum after the half-time interval and conceded a goal to Alan Judge, but the result was never in any doubt and this was the fourth match unbeaten in a sequence of 23 in the league until the end of the campaign. Although Burnley's 2 nil defeat at the Brentford Community Stadium in April 2022 was a disappointing result, it isn't our heaviest away defeat in this corner of south-west London. That was just over 89 years ago, on the 17th of November 1934 at nearby Griffin Park, which was the Bees' home ground between 1904 and 2020. Brentford forward Jack Holliday netted a hat-trick in a 6-1 victory for the home side, with George Brown scoring the only goal for the visitors. Brentford went on to win the second division at the end of the season and gained promotion to the top flight for the first time in their club's history. As for this weekend, former Clarets defenders Ben Mee and Nathan Collins will both be hoping for a place in Brentford's starting eleven, with a view of playing against Burnley for the first time since leaving Turf Moor in the summer of 2022.
5: Hi Burnley fans, this is Billy, Billy the Bee from Brentford FC Besotted, podcast, blog, video blog, whatever else we do out there. Good to be on your channel again the No Name Never channel. Welcome back to the Premier League as well. We missed you for the year. You're only away for a year, so you weren't away that long as well. But we missed you for the year that you're away. So welcome back to the Premier League as it is. We're still here. I know a lot of people want us out of here. A <laughs> bit confused while we're still there. We're a bit confused as well. Actually, no, we're we, we very much enjoying it though. As Brentford fans, we're still enjoying it in the Premier League, even though we do miss the EFL, it says. We do miss the Championship as well. But we're not going to wish that upon ourselves anyway. But anyway, hello to Nat out there. Hello to Matt. It seems everyone on that podcast needs to have a at at the end of their name as well. Hello to all you lot out there. It's good chatting to you again. Um, uh, what's going on in our world? Actually, we started, we've just actually just recorded our 1,000th podcast last weekend, which is a lot of fun. And, uh, and I think that's probably part of the reason why we're struggling to get this Burnley podcast up and running, because I think we had quite a few drinks and everyone seems to be missing in action at the moment now. But hopefully by the time you listen to this, we will have our Burnley podcast live up on Pride of West dot london but we've done a thousand podcasts and a thousand and one podcast as well we're trying to get up at the moment now as well a few problems at a cast at the moment now but we're trying to get that up but you should check out a thousand because even if you're not a brentford fan you should listen to it it's quite funny it's got lots of Historic things, things from when we are back in the championship, some lots of funny moments as well. Interviews with Mark Warburton telling us the world at the time in 2014 how he didn't think the way that Brentford wanted to uh, go about their recruiting business was the way forward. So in effect, he had to leave. Things like that. We got an interview of Thomas Frank from about four or five years ago as well, plus loads of fans and loads of humour and fun. Uh, so if you're doing nothing, ironing the clothes or making dinner, check it out, prideofwest.london, our thousandth podcast. But anyway, Brentford season uh Brentford season actually st- started with us having the madness of being chosen to go on a, on a Premier League tour of the USA, and and, and actually we we love the fact that the, the, actually we weren't actually chosen beforehand. We were invited quite late on, but the team who was chosen in our place was Leeds United. And then when they found out sort of quite late into the season it looked like they were going to be relegated, they sort of ejected them from the seat, and they actually kind of put us in place. So uh, I actually ended up going out there with Laney, who I do the Besotted Podcast with. We went out to to America for for a week. I went down. Down to Atlanta, uh, went up to Washington. We had a right laugh. We've got loads of Brentford fans out in America. It's just completely ridiculous. We we had so much fun. We were drinking lots of American beer, eating all the food, going to lots of games, and just and it's just a different scenario. So that was the uh, that was the start of our season, and it was also interesting because we uh, we got a quick glimpse of some of our new players that were going to be playing for us this season. One of them is obviously David Rea was going to move to um, Arsenal very soon. They did take him out there, but they didn't play him very much. But we t- played our new goalkeeper, Flecken, and We played him um, uh, against, uh, well, well, he played, played in all the games, actually. And I have to say, we were not overly impressed. He was, uh, let's just say there was work in progress to be happening with Flecken. So I know it's a big shoes to fill. After David Raya, who's a fantastic goalkeeper, but we thought, hmm, this Flecken character, he needs a little bit of oiling. You know, his cogs need a little bit of oiling because he's not quite doing all the things he's meant to be doing. Um, so that was quite interesting as well. Like I said to you, a few of the new other players coming in. So that gave us a view on, on, on our season. Um, I actually, and then the season started. We actually started quite well because we, I, I think we started quite well. I know a lot of people complaining we didn't win, you know, loads of matches, but you know about the Premier League. It's all about just grinding results out. And we didn't actually lose for our first five games. Uh, we played Spurs, we drew two all with them, then we beat. F- 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 Sorry, I can't f- 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 the F word. Um, Three nil, uh, Fulham, and then we beat uh, drew one all with Crystal Palace. Um, we played Newport, we beat them on penalties in the Cup, League Cup, and then we and then we drew Muff with Muff two all as well, Bournemouth, Muff as we call them. So, the, but but for me, and this is the first time it's ever happened to me in my life, I actually did not see. Any of those first five games in person Because after coming back from America I came uh, home And then I went back out to America with my family It was already booked before the US tour So I had to go out there to go and see my mum And see some family So I've I've never missed five Brentford games in a season Never mind five games in a row Um, But we didn't lose anything And I had lots of fun You know, in New York I went to the Brentford bar Watch the bees um, fans with about 30, 40 bees fans. Watch them draw two with Spurs. That's fantastic. You know the F word as well. Seeing them win in Saint Petersburg. Going to bar them with you know again Brentford shirts and everything like that. But the interesting one was uh, the Palace game. Um, I, I actually was, this was my Burnley field. and I, this is why you're probably thinking, why is he talking about this? This was my Burnley field part of my holiday as well. We went to go and see my brother in law, who is, he's, he's associated with Charlotte FC. So I just uh, flew up to Charlotte and I popped out, as you do on a Saturday morning, to go and see a game, nine o'clock in the morning, sitting inside a bar, watching Brentford play Palace. Palace fan inside there, we're sitting down there having a few beers. All of a sudden, who pops into the bar but a Burnley fan? His name's Leon, Leon Hallinan. Hallin, I think he's been on this podcast, actually. And he's turned around, and he's going, what are, you, what are you doing here? And I'm like, what are you doing here? He saw my Brentford flash. Um, um, what, like, what are you doing here? I'm like, what are you doing here? You're from Burnley. And so we just started to chat about football, as you do. And, you know, he said he's a Burnley fan. I'm a Brentford fan. He was coming in to see Burnley play the, the following day. But we sat down there and we had a few beers. And uh, we had sort of quite a good afternoon. I think the dangerous thing about America is that you start drinking it. 10 o'clock in the morning and then before you know it it's 12 o'clock and you had about three or four pints and their pints are about six or seven or eight percent which is dangerous and then you go oh let's go and watch the next one so i ended up watching the second game with him and that ended up about two or three o'clock in the morning by the time i actually got to the charlotte fc game um to meet my charlotte friends at about five o'clock literally i was i was all over the place i was rocking all over the place so uh, that was funny so liam big shout to you if you can do as well um but that was all good and talk about my burnley fueled Charlotte experience and then after that, the following day after the game, uh, I met um, Ashley Westbrook who's now uh, the captain of Charlotte FC and also Scotty Arfield is a right top bloke as well and both of them scored in the game the day before when they played LAFC it was a bit of a bit of a surprise result but it was great great atmosphere 40,000 fans they're getting right into it I saw them day of the game actually we went down to the one of the bars down there where yeah, it's just a bit bizarre but you know they all come into this bar after the game with the tunnel walks into the bar and all the fans are in there and then they sort of shake hands with them and go off but then I met them the following day afterwards at a little bit of a drink up at a brewery again and they're really really Top blokes Ashley Westbrook and uh, and also Scotty Arfield, which is all good. So that I'm just giving you a little tinge of my Burnley fueled holiday. We hadn't seen any Brentford games, but anyway, like I said to you, as soon as I came back, we played Everton, who I think they probably hadn't won a game, and of course they lost. So uh, all the Brentford fans were chipping in to send me back to America because they said, "Oh, it was obviously bad luck." Uh, and then after that, we drew the Forest as well. Um, they drew in the last minute which was a little bit frustrating, to be quite honest with you, um, because we should have beaten them, but we should have beaten them well and proper, you know, in the, in the first half, what we didn't do. But then after that, talk about Burnley Field as well. I was sitting in the bar um, just at, just by the river with all my forest mates. I decided to I, I put an overnight bag in my car just in case I had a few too many beers. And, yes, I had too many beers. So I actually stayed in a, a forest overnight. I was in the bar right by the riverfront. And who did I bump into but Sean Dyche? And I went up to him and I said to him, mate, you just did us like a kipper last week as Everton. And he went, you know, yo, do you mean that we were good and you were Then And I went, in effect, yes. Uh, lovely bloke, really top bloke. And I said to him, but to be fair, mate, you're underrated. I said, as a manager... How many times do you think you've beaten Brentford? He said, I've got no idea. I said, You've played them six times, you've beaten Brentford five times, and w- you've lost only one. And the, the, the one time that you lost was that time a couple of years ago, just before you got relegated. And I said to him, And the time that I remember, we came up to Burnley last, uh, uh, last time we played you up to Burnley, you hadn't won a game, and we turned up, we were 3 0 down up, up after half an hour. And I said, You absolutely played us off the park. I said, We are football fans here. I hate people that go down and disrespect other teams. We didn't disrespect you. We We said that Burnley played wicked football. You weren't even hoofing the ball. You were actually playing the ball on the floor. Yes, we did have a new goalkeeper then who was a bit rubbish, but that's not the point. And he he tipped me out and just said, that's fair play to you. He goes, not a lot of people say that or do that because they always sort of kind of just disrespect us. I said, mate, fair play to you. So anyway... Those, these are my little Burnley sort of kind of drawbacks. So coming back to Brentford, um, so we, uh, yeah, so we didn't beat Everton and Forest, but we're coming into this game, and I'm, I'm quite happy with this season. There's a lot of fans that are thinking, oh no, but I think they're, they're, they're seeing it too high. But as far as I'm concerned, still, as long as we finish, you know, 15, 16, 17, something like that, 14th, I'm still happy because, as you know, Ivan Tony is out this season. Ivan Tony uh, did things which probably he should not have done. Uh, well, I'm not even going to go into it because it's, it's, you know, everyone's talked about it now. It's done now, and he's playing. Um, the, he's playing, you know, for the crime that he did, as such. And to be quite honest you, he's probably going to come back in January, and he might leave us. If he's not, he's going to leave next summer anyway. So we're already, as fans, getting ready for the the next generation of whoever Ironman Tony is going to be, he's been great for us. He is a fantastic player. We do miss him, but to be quite honest with you, we haven't missed him as much as we would have done because Brian and Bumo and the other players up front have stepped up. You know, Risa, um, you know, Ashada, uh, you know, players like that stepped up. Unfortunately, Ashada is injured, and I'm going to go back to our injuries now. Ashada is injured, which is a massive blow, but also the biggest blow for us. And this is why a lot of teams, I think, are going to be very, very happy. Rico Henry our left back who I think should have played for England he should have been playing for England I was at the England game where they just qualified for the Euros uh, against Italy there and honestly Rico Henry is a fantastic left back and him being out of our side really changes the way that we play it absolutely changes the way that we play because you know he is so fast he's a great recoverer also when we are on the break bang he goes up that and he, and he doubles up with our wingers honestly he is brilliant so that has, that has really shook us as well because we don't really have a replacement who is nearly even Quarter as fast as he is. he is, so we shall see that how, how that affects us on Saturday when we play Burnley. Um, other than that, like I said to you, um, you know, obviously Burnley coming down, we're very wary that you know we we do struggle. Against you, you know. The only time that we didn't struggle against you was the final time that we played you. We scored two late goals, and I think it was Phil Bird actually did that infamous uh, um, thing on the Burnley, on the Burnley, um, um, what's it, Burnley fan TV. You know, when he was live commentating, and uh, of course we like to have a good sing song when we're having a good time, and we knew that we were safe. When we, beat, when we scored the second goal against Burnley that time and all the fans got up and they were singing and dancing. It wasn't even the final whistle and Phil Bird wasn't happy. And he says, oh, they're jumping around like they've won the European Cup. And that just went, I mean, we just love that. You know? So that's, that's gone down in, in viral Brentford history as well. So Phil, if you listen to this, mate, you, you, made our, you made our day very, very happy. But again, I'm not saying it in a disrespectful way because we're all football fans and we all love our funny little moments. We've had our dark moments as well. And I've already talked about the fact that you've actually hammered us probably five times out of six. But anyway, coming up to the game, who's going to be in the side? Um, You know, uh, the team will be actually Flecken, the goalkeeper who um, has got the question marks around him. He's actually, he's he's injured. Um, So Stracosa has been playing and uh, he he played against Man United. We were unlucky against Man United. We should have beaten them, but they scored two late goals. They threw the kitchen sink at us in the last minute. They scored two late goals, but he's actually, he was looking actually not too bad in that game. So we got Stracosa playing um, in goal and and then who else is going to be playing? You know, we're going to probably be having Roslev, who's been playing on the right. We're going to have Hickey. Uh, I think Hickey's going to be playing on the left. He, did, he played for Scotland. He's the one that actually slipped over and uh, the opposition scored that goal in the game that they could have... Qualified for, qualified for and they end up losing. Uh, I think that was against Spain, was it? I think it was. I can't remember who it was against anyway, but that's Hickey. He's a really good player. So he's switching over to the left. Okay, we'll have our usual um, centre-backs of uh, Pinnock and uh, we'll have Pinnock and um, Collins as well, who we've just bought in the closed season from Wolverhampton Wanderers, who's uh, been all right, but there's been a few people that put a few question marks out against him. So we've got them two in the middle as well. Um, Norgard, oh, brilliant player. You know, if he's on point then we're on point. He's going to be our CDM as well. Um, Jensen as well. Who's going to be our attacking uh, midfielder as well? He's a fantastic player. He plays for the Danish team as well. He's been doing what he's going to do. And then we've got players like you know um, Mbumo on the right. We're probably going to have um, I was going to say Risa on the uh, I don't know actually. Uh, we have got Wisa and then I think KLP is going to be injured as well. So again, it's, it's a bit of a question mark as to who's going to be actually sort of showing out for the bees because we've got we've got so many injuries. And I'm not saying that like other teams do, but I'm, you know cause everyone's always got injuries. But we've got so, I think we've actually got a team and a half full of injuries out there so we're having to make do with sort of kind of invent, inverted commas B team players coming through I mean so many injuries that we've got We, we um, um, Saman Godos who's a player that we signed a couple of years ago and then he didn't quite work out for us so we released him okay in the summer to be a free transfer uh, to be a free agent and then at the end of the, <laughs> the end of the window he hadn't got a gig and then we were so struggling we actually signed him back so we actually signed back a free agent to, to, to help us out like you know so that. That's kind of the position we're in. So what I'll say to you and to any team is that I know that we're a good team, we play good football, but we're also struggling in areas. So this can go anyway. What's the score prediction going to be? I haven't done our podcast as yet um, because, like I said to you, we've been been trying to pull the people together after the hangovers of doing our thousandth podcast. So I haven't done a score prediction. So I'm going to do one first for you. I'm going to go for a sneaky, just little 1-0 win to the Brentfords. Uh, Keeping my fingers crossed, I'm going to go for a 1-0 win, but it can definitely go either way because we are literally in that kind of state of flux at the moment. Anyway, I think I've spoken enough for now. Everybody, enjoy yourselves. If you come down, you can literally drink at any bit, any, any bar in Brentford and Kew. Just go to there. You Go to our bar. The, the Globe is where we drink in. You're more than welcome to come in there. You can wear your colours. You can chat. You can do the respectful thing. Everything like that. It's not a problem at all. Make sure you drink in Brentford and Kew. Q's it's all right. It's a bit touristy and too many football fans there. But the Brentford area, there's loads of great bars there as well. Go and check them out. And uh, enjoy yourselves at the game. Not too much. And then if, if you see me in the Globe, you know, just buy us a beer or I'll buy you a beer. Okay. So good luck to you all, safe journey down, and I'll catch up with you soon.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order muck delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At Participating Restaurants 18 Plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
1: about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
3: Josh Smith of Lincolnshire will be taking charge of a Burnley match for the very first time. So there aren't any of our usual past match stats for you on this occasion. However, we can confirm that... In his other 12 matches so far this season, he has awarded four penalties, shown one red card as well as 39 yellow cards. However, we are hoping that he will blend into the background and hopefully not be the topic of too many post-match discussions. We will also see the return of Darren Can't Do Anything England as the fourth official after his moment in the spotlight as the VAR for the Spurs vs Liverpool match. But this weekend, it's Stuart Atwell's turn to be the video assistant referee
4: as you're probably aware we've just completed yet another international break with several Burnley players once again representing their countries Clarets fans have been rather spoiled by the fact we've had so many full internationals at Turf Moor these days especially when you consider that there weren't any at all between the mid-1980s and the end of the 1990s in fact, the club has had more internationals during the current millennium, the number standing at 58, than the 44 who gained that honour in all the other 118 years of the club's history prior to that. It also seems to escape to everyone's attention that we recently passed the milestone of the 100th Burnley player to earn a full international cap.
2: That number now stands at 102. <laughs> So all we've got left to do now is give you the answer to our quiz question before we let you get on your way. Those of you who have been playing long, you'll recall at the beginning of this podcast, we asked you which player, and there has only been one, has played more than 50 times for both Burnley and Brentford. The answer to that was, of course, James Tarkovsky. Of course it was. Um, I actually thought that it might be Ben I actually thought it might be Andre Gray as well. Andre Gray grey came very close actually with 47 appearances i think maybe 46 um, so there you go james tarkovsky is your answer congratulations to any of you who got that one one of the easier ones i think and um, that is all we've got time for this week for those of you who are traveling down to brentford godspeed Raise the roof. Do what the club have told you to do. Take your drums. Don't make Brentford flat, whatever you do, or whatever the message is coming out of the club this week. But in all seriousness, for those of you who are making the trip down to Brentford, I do hope you're rewarded with a strong performance and three points. This is the start of a really important period for Burnley, so fingers crossed we can get that going and see where we are Uh, we'll be back with an analysis show early next week where we can look back on that game hopefully three points and uh, the start of something exciting for this season i've been natalie bromley this has been the preview show brought to you by the known and ever podcast until next time the known and ever podcast is brought to you in association with the talk sport fan network our host and editor is natalie bromley and the show is produced by matt moss Our resident statistician is Dave Roberts and our FPL expert is Adam Dennett. The analysis show team is collectively Tom Whitaker, Rich Steele, George Poole, Charlotte Rigby and Adam Dennett. Our music is provided by George Gaskell and our newsletter team is headed up by Jamie Smith. If you don't already, you can subscribe to our newsletter by visiting nonanever.substack.com. Thanks as ever go to our partners, TalkSport. We are proud to be associated with the TalkSport Fan Network.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116 123. That's 116 123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7 365 days of the year